When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own leave the kids with grandma trip to Texas. So go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Every week on this show, The Happy Hour, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. The Happy Hour is brought to you by Taking My Life Back by Rebecca Gregory. Rebecca is often referred to as a victim of the Boston Marathon bombing, but she refuses to see herself as a victim. She is a survivor. Taking My Life Back is the story from that painful day on April 15th, 2013, when a terrorist bomb changed her life. But her memoir also shows how Rebecca is a lot like you and me. Her life before the bombing was not always easy and took the attack to help her find the focus and spiritual direction she needed. You can find out more about Rebecca at RebeccaMGregory.com and her book, Taking My Life Back, can be found anywhere you buy books. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 136 and my guest is Lisa Jo Baker. Lisa Jo and I have known each other for a few years now, and she has been such a cheerleader for me, and it is a pure joy for me to have her on today and cheer her on in all that she's doing. Lisa Jo is the Encouraged Community Manager, and in her newest book, Never Unfriended, Lisa Jo provides women with a step-by-step guide to thriving in friendships. Our show today was just as if her and I were truly getting together for a happy hour. We talked about movies, the media fast that we just started at my house, Ryan Gosling, and then we jumped into talking about friendships why they matter, how they're hard, and how you can learn to be a good friend. It was truly a great conversation today. Friends, you know that Easter is this weekend, and if you live close to us in Austin, I'd love to invite you to join us at our church, the Austin Stone Community Church, for a service celebrating the new life that has been given to us through Jesus. You can find all the services at theaustinstone.org. Guys, also listen at the end of the show today because I want to tell you about a way that you can submit questions to be read on the show. Okay, guys, here is my conversation with Lisa Joe Baker. Hey, Lisa Joe, welcome to the happy hour, finally. Oh, I'm such a fan, girl. I can't believe I'm finally here. I'm so excited. Well, I've only been asking you forever to come join me. <laughs> I know. I, well, I first mean, I was like starstruck and intimidated, and I kind of had to like warm around to the idea that I that I had what it took to be on the happy hour. Well, first, you told me no. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was I like, no. I don't have anything to talk about. What am I going to oh, say? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. But now, well, like, oh, you were busy. Book. Let's talk about yes, <laughs> yes. We do have something to talk about, but yeah. you were so busy too because you were writing this book, um, which, from what I know, just from not in the public eye, has been. A, it was a hard project for you. It was, um, which I can only imagine because of the uh, concept of it. But before we jump into that, welcome. You are an author. You run stuff. You have three babies. Well, they're not babies, I but we call our Lord. kids babies. They're right? not babies anymore. Hallelujah. You have three kids, a husband. You live outside of D.C., right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so it is March. Is it still cold there? Well, here's the thing. It was really beautiful for two days, and now it's pouring rain again today. So I don't even know what to say. We've had the weirdest mm. weather. It was like 70s in January. It snowed in March. Like It's so weird. So <sighs> poor cherry blossoms. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, are they out right now? They were briefly. <laughs> can you? Can I tell you that two years ago we went to DC for the IJM prayer gathering, yeah. which is just amazing. Uh-huh. Side note. Yeah, but we literally got there and everyone was like, "Oh, you missed just missed the cherry blossoms. Oh, they were here yeah. yesterday." And we're like, "Yesterday?" I'm like, yeah, they come and they go. <laughs> I mean, they're really um, only blooming for what a couple weeks. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But man, it is the most beautiful thing. I will tell you. 
Peter and I, my husband, we met in D.C. when we were students, and I know the exact spot where I was walking under the cherry blossoms on my way to work one day when I knew I was going to marry that boy from Michigan. So the cherry blossoms hold special meaning for me. They do. That's dreamy, that little walking under the cherry blossom kind of visual you just gave us. It lives up to the hype. It's so beautiful. (sighs) It's like a magic carpet of pink glory. It's amazing. Well, hopefully I can come back one time in D.C. and not miss them by like one day. Um, okay. So you and your husband live in DC. Uh, does he work in government? Can you say, Oh my gosh, did I ask you a question you can't (laughs) talk about? (laughs) I may have to, yeah, no, he's a professor. So he's my precious little political science nerd. He's a total nerd. He, uh, he works right on Capitol Hill. So it's really awesome. He runs this program where students come to the city for a semester. They get to intern in like, they have, I mean, internships all over like white house, government, nonprofits, you name it. And, um, and then they take 20 hours a week of class. So Peter's the director of this program. It's called the American Studies Program. It's awesome. And I'm going to tell you something really dorky. But <laughs> it is the whole joke about the program is that, you know, couples meet and then get married from being on the semester program together. And Peter and I are the living cliche. We met there as students. And, you know, 20 years later, <laughs> we're so here we are. Married. Yes, it's so crazy. If you had told 20 year old Lisa Joe she was going to marry this guy, she met on this program and then like 20 years later he'd be the director of the program i would have been like uh no no never happened (laughs) that is hilarious you've got a matchmaking service going on in dc along with taking your classes there you go and Um, i mean what more do you want really what else do you want (laughs) exactly um okay but you're not from the states you are from south africa this is correct so every now and again my accent will surprisingly come in and out there's just a few words that i still have an accent um on but yeah from south africa originally from pretoria if anyone knows where that is it's near johannesburg um, and we are not missionary family. We are South African. We are many <laughs> generations back South African. And, you know, when you're 20, you're just, you're dumb. I'm sorry to your 20-year-old <laughs> listeners, true. but you just Take are. It. And I thought at 20, oh, it'll be so fun. I'll go to America for college, you know, woohoo. And then you have no idea it will change the trajectory of your life. So I came came to the States for college met this cute boy from Michigan, and then never really went back home. So I always say I'm kind of an accidental immigrant. It, it wasn't on purpose. But we've, we've been back. So we actually, um, we've lived all over. So we went back to this, went back to South Africa when I was pregnant with my firstborn, after being away for a decade, and it was kind of like, here's my peace offering family, I will have my firstborn <laughs> child back in your country, you know. <laughs> And you did? You had her there? We had Jackson was born there. And um, so we everywhere we've lived, some people collect fridge magnets and we have children. So I had one in South Africa and then we moved back to the South, back to the States. We were in Michigan and I had one there and then we moved to Virginia and I had one there. So I've had a child like all the main places we've lived. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we just went to dinner a couple of weeks ago with a couple from South Africa and I got all kinds of information about your country. So nice. it was a fun little dinner. Yeah, I know. it was a great place per the best weather in the world. Very complicated history, but some of the most amazing people who have overcome the hardest things. And we have mm-hmm. 11 national languages. So it is a very fun place to visit. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Um, okay, so went to college, which that's the advice we're giving people right now is you can make a decision that you think is minimal um, and it will change the whole course of your life. Change your life. I mean, you just think, oh, that'll just be fun. I'll just, you know, do a little adventure. And actually when Peter asked my father for my hand in marriage, my dad told him this was not supposed to happen. <laughs> she was supposed to come home. Like, what is happening? He's like, what? I let my daughter go for four years. I know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's basically what we're saying. Do not trust your 20-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> I, or I actually, it could turn out awesome. Look, Lisa Joe, <laughs> well, you're living I, your dream. I have like a paranoia that my children will meet someone from another country and move there. So I'm like, how can I make sure I only surround them with people from our neighborhood forever? You know. So this podcast is not about let, trusting God and letting our kids fly. It's like holding them close to us so they yeah. never leave us. Right. Yeah. Telling them how terrible travel is. You know, my children have had passports since they were like two weeks old. I'm not even kidding you. Like they've traveled so much with us. Like have kids, we'll travel. 
like they travel, they think this is normal, you know, like some people yeah. go to grandma's house, you know, down the block for Christmas, we go to South Africa. So which is just the best. Yeah, we're headed there actually in July for my dad turns 70. So we're going home again. And um, my husband says we we try we don't go that frequently because our whole family needs therapy after we've been on a plane <laughs> for 18 hours together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that is a long flight. So long. Like you sleep, maybe if you fall asleep for eight hours, then you wake up and there's still eight hours to go. It's so depressing. Oh, that is so depressing. It's like two days. Oh. Like I'm going to spend the next weekend on a plane. We just are like, all all rules go out the window. It's like survival, like whatever it takes, kid. You want to watch TV for 17 hours? Do it. I don't it. care. You want to just yep. eat chocolate and not the meal? That's fine. Perfect. Like yep. whatever exactly. it takes, man, is what you do. That's exactly right. Oh my gosh. Uh, we just started, speaking of parenting, uh, we just started a media fast, Lisa Jones. Oh, wow. Wow. Do I need me to lay hands on you? <sighs> well, let me just tell you. So my friends, uh, Brad and Noel did this and we watched them walk through it wow. with their kids and they said it was hard at first, but they talked about how their kids were thriving in it. And so I'm like watching kind of intrigued, right? Uh -huh. So Aaron and I have been talking about this for almost maybe a month and a half. And I read this book and blah, blah, blah. And so we jumped in on Tuesday, last Tuesday. And let me tell you, so far, we're when we're recording this, we're three days in. Okay. okay so okay. talk to me in three weeks, right? <laughs> this is supposed this is gonna last a month for wow, sure. Just like this. I know, like what is that? Okay. What does it include? Like no TV even? Nothing. Oh, like no. nothing. Like my kids handed me their devices, oh, which we don't have. Satan, no. I yes. yes. <laughs> I know. But the weather's so beautiful here. So it's not blazing hot. If it was right. blazing hot in the summer, I'm like, oh, you can watch a TV show for like, you know, two right. hours. It's right. 187 outside. But <laughs> it's so beautiful. And my kids come home from school and they're like drawing and playing outside and doing all kinds of things. And I'm just loving it. Now we'll see what happens over the weekend because, you know, that can yeah. be a little. So. We're doing that, but that, I can imagine. That's precious. No, we like Netflix and Amazon. I know. No, we do too. We do too. <laughs> and last night we were sitting there like my kids are playing a card game. I mean, what are we? Like, this is amazing. Are you Amish? Yeah. <laughs> yes. My kids are playing a card game and stories like braiding my hair and I'm scrolling Instagram and my kids were like, uh. Yeah. How, are you, how come you're allowed to be on? No, they were. They're like, Mom, I thought we were in a media fast. I'm like, Oh, I'm just working. Like I tell them sometimes, like my job involves Instagram. I'm like, I'm just working, guys. And they're like, No, Mom, you're looking at pictures. This does not apply like, to mommy. Okay, you got me. You know, oh, whatever. But so um, no, I, I was. Listen, I come from a, a media family. My brothers own a film production company in South Africa. I'll brag on them. They just won the South African equivalent of the Golden Globes. They won three for the show that they're Congrats doing right now. Congrats to Lisa Joe's brothers. They're so fancy. They're always on TV and whatnot. So anyway, but it's because we come out of a family where film was like how we saw the world. My mom would take me out of school to go and see important movies. I'm not even kidding you she drew timelines to explain back to the future time travel to me okay <laughs> <laughs> i love this so great so yeah i always joke you know i have friends who i don't know read deep theology or do bible study to be inspired when they're writing a book and i watch i binge watch aaron sorkin shows because he's my favorite writer <laughs> Oh my gosh. West Wing, is that one of his? Yeah, of course it is. But he's yeah. many others. Not everybody knows. Actually, Annie Downs and I were talking about this. He's, you know, he started with Sports Night. He wrote The American President, that movie. He did West Wing. He did Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And I'm such a nerd, such an Aaron Sorkin nerd, that I signed up to take his master class. You can sign up online. Have you heard of this? It's amazing. Well, you're it's, the second person that oh has told gosh. me they're doing a master class by like a faint, like yes, oh, I'm talking Steve like Martin. famous. You can do yes with him it's not expensive and then you like there's like 20 videos they're so funny and so fascinating and I was like for a longest time I'm like I'm not going to do that I'm not a screenwriter and then I was like I don't care he's my favorite it. writer and so I love it so yeah we binge out quite a bit on I, I feel like I understand the gospel better through the lens of television isn't hey you know what Aaron is my husband is in on this media fast but he's kicking and screaming because him and Caden like that's their thing they're watching uh way Wayward Pines right now. Okay. Did you do that? No, I don't know what yeah, that they're, is. They're doing Wayward Pines and they just, they did Lost last fall. Like, oh. you know, because that was out before he was born, all those wow. kind of things. Yeah, that's awesome. But listen, I respect you. That is awesome. I aspire to that, but I'm not actually motivated to make it happen. 
Well, I'll tell you how it goes in 30 days. We're four in. So wow, we'll see what happens. Hey, Studio 60, is that the show that everyone loved and got canceled? Yes. And it's so we watched it. It's so great. And I love it because there's only two seasons. So it kind of has like closure. I kind of enjoy that. And you know, Mm -hmm. it's the so people who are listening, it's kind of like as if it was an SNL, what would it be like if you were the writers for that show? And I love it because the two main protagonists, the writer, the main writer of the show and the main actress in the show, um, one is an atheist and one is a Christian. And that's the driving dynamic of that mm. show. And it's fascinating. Oh, we I loved it. it. Yeah. Love can you watch it. it now on Netflix or something? You can watch it any. Yeah. On Amazon. It's not on Netflix. It was free okay. on, with Amazon Prime for quite a long time. It was free. Um, and I think you can, I think YouTube actually has a bunch of those episodes. His most recent show is the newsroom that was on for like three seasons. What, what network was that on? I, you know, I don't watch anything on actual TV, okay. so I, I yeah, don't, we don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but let me just get, before you think anything highly of me, Aaron and I are not on this media fast when our kids go to bed. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, strictly for so the children, so but don't tell them what why, happens this is why we're after the kids go to bed <laughs> is between mom and dad <laughs> on lots of levels. So <laughs> I don't. I love you. I see you on Instagram all the time. You're like, kids are in bed. Give me the remote. Right. Like, I mean, I'm doing this. I mean, Peter and I are like, yeah, it's either we watch together or like last night we sat on the sofa and each had our laptops watching different shows. And then someone, I love it. Someone will laugh and we'll be like, wait, what are you laughing at? <laughs> funny. Now tell me this. How old is your oldest? My oldest is 11 and he's a boy. So two boys and then a girl. So 11, okay. nine and six. And I will tell you this, that my oldest, it's like I cloned myself. It's so awesome. He, he's the one who was born in South Africa. So when he was a newborn in South Africa, I vividly remember getting the new Harry Potter book with this tiny baby over my knee with a bottle shoved in his mouth so I could read as fast as I wanted to. And now he's 11 and he just started reading the Harry Potter series. <sighs> it is so awesome. I am loving going through it with him. Mm, that's fun. My oldest has devoured those books as oh, well. And now he's on to Lord of the Rings, yes. which I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, crazy. Gosh greatest i actually told peter I, so i love books and movies i told peter i could not date him when i found out he had not read lord of the rings i was like what is what's wrong with you like what's, <laughs> what's, what's wrong with your upbringing what kind of parents do you have like i don't understand <laughs> this like read the book and then we'll think about dating so when, has he read it yeah so when jackson was worried he's gonna he's on book four of harry potter and he's like already upset he's so much like me that it's gonna end you know it's gonna be mm-hmm. over and i was like but buddy Lord of the Rings is still waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> I love it. I do not have a connection with those books with my kids. Okay. Aaron, my husband, does that. I fell asleep in all the Lord of the Rings movies. I know I'm weird. Well, the movies, I mean, they're long. They feel long. The books yes. are, So my kids aren't allowed to watch the movies until they've read the books. And oh, so, I love that, Lisa Joe. I know, which is obnoxious because, like, Micah, my second, who's not a great reader, is like, but I'm never going to read this oh, book. And yeah. I'm like, well, you better learn to read. Bell, mm-hmm. you know, better keep reading more. We're keep practicing. You're gonna read. Yep. So Jackson got to watch the first Harry Potter movie after he'd read the book, but nobody else was allowed to. So we did it on a day when no one else was home. So it's kind of funny, but yeah, Lord of the Rings. Those the books are phenomenal. Like second only to Scripture for me. I feel like they. <sighs> that's how powerfully they've informed my my understanding of my own faith. I listened to a podcast recently with. Um... Elijah Wood. This is his stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Frodo. Yeah. So I listened to a podcast with him. I want to say it was Sam Jones, which is one of my favorite shows to listen to if anyone needs a new podcast. And he was talking about just how they just kind of went away and filmed all right. of that stuff mm-hmm. and then came back. And then all of a sudden it was just so huge. Right. So huge. And they had almost spent almost secluded for right. a couple for like of years. Three years. They lived yeah. in New Zealand because they shot all three films at once, which is yes. so unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Because it's but one it was, story. So it makes yeah. sense to not have to come in and out of character. But yeah, that's just amazing. Yeah. That was, you would, if you love those, you should go p- pull up that podcast and listen to it because he talks a lot about that. Listen, um, I am, listen to me, Jamie. I have watched all 15 hours of the behind the scenes <laughs> making of the Lord of the Rings. There's nothing you're like, I don't need to Elijah listen to Elijah Wood. On your 20 minute podcast. <laughs> I have not listened to in detail. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he does talk about other works of his. So maybe if you like him, you can go for that. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. Okay. Now I know yeah. what your love language is. It's like a hundred percent. It's just like my brother. This is so funny. My brother is a director and producer of this film company. And to uh, to unwind, this is how bad we are. 
he lets himself like when he's working he then like he'll get he'll be like okay i hit that goal and then he lets himself watch movie trailers like they are that's like, relaxing his- to him to understand them and he and i also truly love please tell me you have watched interviews with ryan gosling he is the funniest. <laughs> Wait, is this just like a YouTube channel or just any just, interview? Yeah, any interview. Like if you go to YouTube and you Google Ryan Gosling interview, like he is hysterical. He doesn't do anything the interviewer is expecting him to do. He's super funny. He is completely like anti his own celebrity. He's so funny. So Joshua and I will just send each other links of Ryan Gosling interviews and be like, did you watch That's hilarious. this one? Watch this one. <laughs> no, so- I have not seen them, but now I will like waste oh, time today when I'm I should be take, doing other things. Give me 30 seconds. You need to know this. So <laughs> he, he does this one interview where he's talking about how when he was younger, he used to sell like his dad had some kind of business where, you know, I don't know, some direct sales thing. And he would stand outside of grocery stores and try and hawk his dad's wares, like whatever they were. And he's like, I just had this, I had this fantasy that someone would just come up one day and be like, I'll take it all, you know, and just buy it all. And then Uh I'd be done. He's like, so I was walking into the store the other day and there's all these girls selling Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) So Ryan goes, oh my gosh, it's my opportunity, right? To like live out this dream. And so I say to them, I'll take it all. And he goes to the interviewer. He's like, but then you don't realize how many boxes <laughs> they, they have, have under that table. And and it's hard then, Jimmy, to try and fit them in your car. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. He says, he's driving down the highway and his car is just full of boxes of cookies. And then he thought he would be like sort of a generous Santa Claus and he's kind of cruising and slowing down and saying to people (laughs) on the side of the road, Hey, do you want cookies? Do you want cookies? And handing out Girl Scout cookies. And he's like, you know, I thought that it would be a generous act, but mostly it was just kind of a creepy man trying to (laughs) throw goods at strangers. (laughs) That's hilarious. I wish this would have all been on video. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. So anyway, this is such a random rabbit trail, but yes, I love it. Sum it up, we like movies, and we are never going to do an internet movie media fast ever. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This is the great thing about the world is that we don't have to be anybody else. Do not. No. And we can all still be friends. Look at that. There you go. There we go. Look at that transition. Okay, before we move on, speaking of friends, which when Ryan Gosling bought all of those cookies, (laughs) you know whose day was made? Not those little girls. The mom standing there with her daughter. She's like, Ryan Gosling just showed up at my daughter's. Girl Scout stand. Glory, hallelujah, there is a call. Oh, what a day, what a day. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries. Forested ridgelines on the horizon. Wide alpine meadows. Evergreen forests threaded with trails. Friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own, so this is why they call it Devil's River, trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie, trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly Warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30 minute class, I can choose a 45 minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. 
here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Um, okay, so you are an author, which you do a lot of things, um, but I want to talk about what you just released sure. because I know that it was a work of your heart, which yeah. all books should be, but I know that this was as well, but it's called Never Unfriended, The Secret to Finding and Keeping Lasting Friendships. And this book just released um, really recently last week. And what I always say as I'm 38 and I always say this is that I thought that once I became an adult, mm. friendships would be easy. Right. I thought that about a lot of things about becoming yes, an adult. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't everything get easier, know. you know, and we I can know. talk about motherhood for hours oh as well, gosh. but or we'll balancing stick to your checkbook <laughs> <laughs> or, or just eating right or Cooking. anything. <laughs> yeah. Waking up in the morning. I mean, <laughs> all the things. I know my six-year-old is like, isn't it so great to be a grown up? And I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's the worst. Day six. Um, okay. So you wrote a book. Yeah. Never Unfriended. Isn't that the greatest title? Never Unfriended. I just, yes. it's really powerful. It resonates with a lot of our own, our heart pains. Yeah. It does. And, and I saw recently you wrote on your blog about just <laughs> the truth and the encouragement and the hope that that there is one person that will never unfriend us right. and that's Jesus. Um and I know that was um so valuable for people to remember because I feel like in a time when friendships can be hard and we'll talk more about why and how mm. it is so important to remember at the end of the day. At the end of the day, there is someone who will never leave you and never unfriend you and never leave you out to dry or I know it, under the bus. It feels like such a cheeseball answer, doesn't it, Jesus? But but here's the thing, like you write a book called Never Unfriended and you feel like, oh my gosh, like could I can I live up to that title? You know, like that's a lot of pressure. Like my friend Anne was telling me, Well, you know now you can never ever stop being my friend. It's like right there in the title. We're stuck <laughs> together. Stuck with me. And I, so I've thought about it a lot, you know, kind of some kind of anxiety leading up to launch. Like, you know, I can't live up to this. Like I, even if I want to, like, you know, I can try my best, but I know that I have broken friendships in the past. And, um, but I just, you know, the night before the book launched, when I was writing that blog post, I just felt like the Holy Spirit made it so clear to me that like Lisa Joe the only person who can live up to this kind of promise is a God and, and that, that you have a God who would in fact die before he would ever unfriend you, man, it was mm. so powerful. I cried the whole way through writing the post because it was such a comfort to me to know that as perfect as I can try and be, I am incapable of, of that kind of friendship and that mm. Jesus he made that promise in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he died in the New Testament to live up to it. It's just, it's mind blowing to me that we have a God who can, in fact, live up to this promise to never unfriend us. And and he did. Even Judas, Jamie, quit mm -hmm. Jesus, not the other way around. Mm. So I just, I find that incredibly powerful that he is the God who, in fact, died in order to live up to this promise. And when you think about the Judas thing, like so many times I think about that and I have looked and tried to find Jesus kind of dissing him because he knew it was going to happen because Jesus was God, mm -hmm. like fully God, fully human. Jesus knew what was going to go down. Right. Like, he knew what Judas was going to do to him and he still brought him in and loved him. Right. He and loved that him. that is just like right. blow my mind. Right. I mean, I actually, um, this is kind of a sneak peek, but um, Never Unfriended comes out, just came out. And next month, I actually have a Bible study coming out with Lifeway that digs deeper into these themes. It's called mm -hmm. We Saved You a Seat. And the reason I say that is I have actually an entire section on Judas and Peter and Jesus, because I was so fascinated by that. Like Judas is part of the inner circle too, you know, yeah. Jesus loves Judas. And in that, and so I went and paid a lot of attention to how Jesus talks to Judas. And, um, you know, Jesus knew what Judas was going to do. But he invites Judas in. And even in the garden, when Jesus, when Judas walks up to Jesus and kisses him and Jesus calls Judas friend. Mm. 
Mm. And most of the commentaries agree he says it without a trace of irony. He, he's actually using the same word of, of compassion. And, you know, Judas betrays him and Peter betrays him too when he says, I, I don't know who he is. And then Jesus looks out the window. And the, and the Greek description of the phrasing there, that look that Jesus gives, is not one of judgment or condemnation, but of compassion. And he treats them both that way. And yet at the end of the day, Peter brings all of his brokenness back to Jesus and trusts that Jesus can redeem, forgive, and never unfriend him in essence, Mm -hmm. right? But Mm -hmm. Judas, he goes to try to find absolution from these religious leaders who, as we know, in their hearts are not really of true faith, and they cannot absolve him. And Judas enacts punishment on himself, whereas Jesus takes the punishment for the rest of us. And it's just so painful when you read it, because in my heart of hearts, I believe that if Judas had come and done what Peter did, you know, hurled himself out of the boat into the water at Jesus's feet, Jesus would have loved him and forgiven him. Mm. There's no reason to think he wouldn't. And so it's been very powerful to study the friendship dynamics of Christ's circle. I think sometimes we start to think of friendship as, I don't know, the topic is vanilla or it's, you know, it's not cool or not sexy. It's not cutting edge, but man, oh man, like the heart of the heart of scripture is that we have a God who loves us so deeply that he came to pursue us. He, the message translation says he moved into the neighborhood to be our Mm -hmm. friend. And then he died to live up to the promise to love and restore and redeem us. And it's just, it's radical, man. It's, I'm, here I am on my soapbox, but I am that convinced that friendship is an act of holy discipline, that we are created in the image of three-in-one God, who was a community. And so all of gospel and history is about relationship, relationship with God, and then our relationship with other people. And they're the two things we have to get right. Yeah. And when you said, you know, friendship doesn't seem like this big, you know, fun topic, but the truth of the matter is, the way that you've dove into this and look at Jesus and his people, is that the truth of the matter is, is that who are we to emulate? We are to desire to look more like Christ. Right. And so at the end of the day, when we're looking at how does how does Jesus interact with his people mm-hmm. and the people around him, it is just, it is our manual right. Um, right. for friendships. Um, a couple of things. One thing I saw in here that I feel like is big time. Well, two things that stood out to me when reading this book that I think are so um, big time for women, especially I, I was going to say I mean, for every generation, this, this does not change once you get older. Let me just break yes, it to you for 25. Yes. This will still happen when you're 45. So um, in, in your book, you talk about this. And well, first, I also want to say this, that you define at the beginning of the book, mm. when you say, we're going to talk about friendship, it's not going to be who is my friend, but how can I be a friend? Right. Um, and I, I love the way you brought this back to how can I be a friend to people instead of looking around and be like, right. hey, who's going to be that for me? Right. Because we live how in can a I be that right. We live in this uh, what's in it for me culture. You know, right. like you can stay up and watch the late night commercials that will change your life and color your hair. and You lose 40 pounds and, you know, 1999 plus free shipping. <laughs> like what's mm-hmm. in it for me? And we tend to approach friendship that way. Like, oh, you let me down. You hurt my feelings. You didn't do this. But man, Christ's example you know, really played out in the Good Samaritan is not about who is my neighbor who is my friend but Jesus's challenges go be a friend like go mm-hmm. be it it's it's not what's in it for me it's what's in it for you how do I be your friend mm, it's so good so you say this in your book you say um here it is this is the secret to finding and keeping lasting friendships here it comes are you ready become women who want to see the women around them flourish mm. and I underlined that because I thought this is exactly what it looks like to be a friend to someone is you look at them and you say, I want you to flourish. I want you to succeed. I want you to be all that you can be. Um, but why is that hard? Right. Because because we want to know what's in it for me. Yes. It's hard because usually what we're doing is saying, oh, I got left out of this. You know, I have FOMO. I wasn't invited. And we're so obsessed with like our own list. You know, the things I wasn't included to, I wasn't invited, the things we're jealous of or we're comparing. And when I'm focusing on me, I'm not thinking about how she going to flourish at all. I'm only seeing her as a means to an end or a means of comparison or a means of making me feel less than. And I think that's genius marketing on Satan's part. Genius, you know, completely obsess about yourself so that you don't think about anyone else and then you feel miserable. But Jesus's paradigm says, if I can look at my neighbor and I can figure out how to serve her then it's kind of a relief because I stopped thinking about myself. It's just Mm. so nice to get over myself. And I think we live in this everything's about me world. And I have a husband who will sometimes tell me on the days I'm stressing, 
Lisa Joe, the whole universe does not revolve around you. <laughs> and I need that reminder because stepping outside of that where I'm not the sun and the moon and the stars anymore is, man, it's a relief to abdicate that. Oh, and I think that when we start really being someone who is a cheerleader for those around us and we want our friends to succeed, um, I feel like, like you said, not only does it relieve some pressure for us, it also like strengthens this friendship because right. when people do that for me, I feel like, man, we're in this together. We're a right. part of this. And then when someone does that to me, I think I want to be what they're being to me back to them. Right. Because you can't just take comparison out of your life. You can't just say, I'm going to stop doing that. You have to replace it with something else else there's a vacuum. So mm. for me, the antidote to comparison, for example, is encouragement. Because instead of then comparing and seeing myself as less than, when I look at what God's doing in her life and I get behind it and I align with it and I encourage her, it empowers her, but it empowers me too because I become mm. a part of what God's doing. And, you know, Jonathan and David, they're talked about ad nauseum in scripture. But the thing that's so interesting about Jonathan is that he's not just David's friend and supporting David. He actually is recognizing what God is doing. God has anointed mm. David. Jonathan isn't just aligning with David. He's aligning with God. And that's why he's supporting David. Mm. And I think if we were to think about that more often, I have this quote I use in the book that the kingdom of God is not a competition, it's a co-op. And so God has given us all a plot of land in the kingdom garden to work in and to grow potatoes and strawberries or you know whatever it is that you're growing. But if we just stand up at the fence, like looking at her potatoes and strawberries and complaining how we don't have any, like someone's going hungry because we're not mm. growing what we're supposed to be doing in our part of the garden. And so encouragement is really powerful because it's like saying, man, your potatoes over there are so great. You're going to feed such a great family. And then she leans back over and says, I love those apples you're growing. You know, that family down the road really needs those or these women or these mm. people or that community. And, and if Satan can get us to all just stand at the fence and like wish we had what the other person had, nothing is growing in the garden. right. right. <laughs> Or even like I just did a, a talk on spiritual gifts or even just looking at it and go, man, potatoes are more important than my yes. parsley, yes. Yes. you know, and yes. but you potatoes and parsley together makes an amazing meal. But on their own, they're both kind of boring, you know, <laughs> so, so we do that as well. Right? As we look around and think, man, I wish I wish I had that I had what she had. I know. And here's the thing. Eve is the original mother of FOMO because that's what she does. <laughs> She's like, oh, I wish I was like God. Oh, I don't mm. have that. You know, that's not even original. Like Satan's been doing it forever, <laughs> you know? And we just, so now when I start to have those thoughts, I think we just assume anything I'm thinking is true. And I just mm. don't anymore. When I start to have those thoughts, I'm like, ooh, hang on a second. No, no, no. Like, I'm not going to start having those, I wish I had your piece of the garden mm. thoughts. Instead, I'm, I need, I need to rewire my brain to say, to be able to recognize those lies for what they are. They're just lies. Yeah. And you know what, Lisa Joe, I have a really, I have a good friend who I have several good friends, but I have like, I'm thinking of one in particular that I could actually call and tell her the grossest thing that I'm thinking. Like, mm -hmm. let's just say, for example, I'd be like, man, I'm so, I, I could wish I was more like Lisa Joe or what, whatever it might be. Well, you know you what should I mean? and think I could, that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I could call her and say that to her yeah. and she's not going to say like, Jamie, you're dumb. Like, stop. Right, she's right. going to give me truth and remind me of w why that's not oh, okay. That's so great. Yeah. We, and so I think we that's good as people. friends too, is that you be a safe place. Right. So you're not going to look at them like, oh, here we go again, but you're going to look at them and go, you know what? We, we all struggle and here's what's true about you. And here's what's true about God. And so, so good. I, I love those friends that you can go to them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to bring you truth. And they're giving, you know, Jamie, and I love that you give that example, because what you're doing by going to this third party instead of the person you're jealous of is you're giving the person you're jealous or comparing or, I don't know, feel inferior to. You're giving that person a gift because they'll never know you felt that way. Mm. And that's a gift to them. I think the danger with confessing jealousy to the person you're jealous of is it starts to make them feel guilty about their crop yes. of potatoes. Now yes. they feel bad about them and they are like feel embarrassed about their potatoes mm -hmm. and want to hide them. And that's not what's supposed to happen. But at the, right. but you do need a safe place to say how mm -hmm. you're feeling. And so having a friend who's kind of a neutral party that you can go to and say, oh my gosh, I have all these ugly feelings. And she can bring them out into the light and encourage you and say how pretty your tomatoes are and how you don't need to be worried yeah. about the other person's crop. It's a gift that you get, you get for yourself, but it's also a gift you give to this person who won't even even know like this woman and I think about that often it's the sort of a secret gift that you give her that blesses her plot in God's kingdom and never makes her doubt the work she's doing for the kingdom mm, I love that you also talk in here which 
um, I kind of giggled through reading some about this about stop trying to see, find a seat at the more popular table. <laughs> Yeah, why do we do and that? How why are we looking for the cool kids? I look no. back and this is like this is funny in in some ways, but I in middle school, which mm-hmm. this doesn't change, but this this is where I first remember it in middle school. We moved to a big city, so I now go to a big school and I don't know anybody. We're going to a church, and so I know like the youth group kids. Yeah, but this is so ugly to confess. But I would go to school and I would see like the youth group kids at one table. And then it was like a movie. And then I would look over and see what I saw, the quote unquote, cool kids. Right. And I knew who would welcome me, the youth group kids. Right. But I didn't want to be welcomed there. I wanted to go to this table that I thought was the quote unquote, cool kids. Right. And I remember that feeling. And it doesn't change sometimes when we get older. We look around and there's people who are like, come be with us. We love you. We accept you. We want to do life with you. And then we look over here and you're like, ah, oh, but wouldn't it be fun to do life with them? Right, right. <sighs> I know. Why Why do we do that to ourselves? We we obsess over who didn't talk to us, you know, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of like focusing on the person right across the table from us. Yes. I know. It's just such a dangerous place to be because it's this illusion that there are cool kids and there just aren't. Like every, That's I, true. C.S. Lewis has this great essay called The Inner Ring, The Quest for the Inner Ring that he writes about. And he, this, I, this concept that there's this circle that we all want to be inside of. And he makes this point that everybody is, in fact, on the outside of something. It's just by nature. But we're all on the inside of something, but without even realizing it sometimes. And I think part of what the discipline for me has been is to ask myself, can I pay attention to the people right here that God has Mm, actually mm -hmm. put in my circle? And you know what? Sometimes those are my children. Sometimes they are my family members. But I don't want to be the person who's always looking off for like a better seat at a better table. I want to pay attention to my table. And usually that's like my dining room table, you know, and, and we have neighbor kids who come over all the time or their parents and, you know, there are days where I'm just like, oh my word, please stay out of my space. But (laughs) this is my circle. This is my table. This is my fridge. You know, this is the this is where God has asked me to serve. And we just, we hurt ourselves more than anybody else if we can't appreciate the people God has put in our circle right in front of us. And you know, that brings up an interesting point that I was thinking about as well that I have seen happen over the last 15, 20 years of my life is the circle has shifted. Um, And that's the point you're making. But I look back at friendships and I think, man, there were seasons when this friendship was really deep and it worked really well. And then there are seasons when it doesn't. Right. And and sometimes I think we can start to feel bad about that until we realize maybe our circles just shifted a little bit. Right. And it is just what it is. Right. That there's some people that will always be at the center of your circle, mm-hmm. your spouse, your kids, your family. Um, but I mean, I, I love that about Jesus. You know, he had hun- you know, hundreds of people followed him. Then he had 12 disciples. And then in the center of that, he had three that he was the closest mm-hmm. to. And interestingly enough, even in his close circle of 12, they bickered over <laughs> who was going to sit was the next best? to him. You know, <laughs> yeah. how famous can I be? Uh-huh. And then Jesus, of course, does the ultimate thing and kneels <laughs> down and washes their feet like things I cannot get over. You know, that's the ultimate Jesus juke Jesus. where he's like, yeah, how about I just wash all your feet? Yeah. I know. I was listening to this amazing spoken word poet um, the other day, and she's incredible. Her name is Jackie Hill Perry. If you haven't seen her, you really you must. She's amazing. She's incredible. And she talks about how everybody seems offended by being a servant except our God. Mm. And man, you know, and I think that's part of the problem. We don't want to be in the kitchen serving. We want to be like out there at the fancy tables. Mm. And Jesus is in the kitchen serving, though. Like that's where he's at. So it's it's how to, what does that look like? And I know this is kind of esoteric, but what does that look like, you know, really here in my life? And, and mm-hmm. I know, I know what it looks like for me. Like, I know it means making time for my neighbors who sometimes are inconvenient for me or opening the door to the neighbor kids or, you know, being willing to show up for my circle of very close friends. Like, how do I yeah. serve them? What does that look like? Guys, I want to take a few seconds of your time to thank the sponsors for today's show. The first one is African New Life. African New Life Ministries exists to help children escape the cycle of poverty in Rwanda. Key to this intervention is making sure that children receive the food that they need to succeed. Consistent, nutritious food is vital for children to not only have healthy bodies, but also to learn, to grow, and to thrive. Food is the essential in establishing stability. Did you know that 38% of Rwandan children suffer from malnutrition? You guys, you can be a part of the solution. AfricaNewLife.org. Go check them out. $25 provides a month's worth of meals. 
africanewlife.org. I also want to thank this next sponsor and tell you a little bit about Halo Top. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, my family got probably the best package my kids have ever seen me open. The guys over at Halo Top Creamery sent over a box with all 17 flavors of their ice cream. 17 pints of ice cream in my freezer. They have everything from red velvet to s'mores to classics like vanilla bean and mint chip. My favorite flavor was the peanut butter cup. And I say was because I ate the entire thing in one night. And you know what? I don't feel bad about that because Halo Type ice cream, each one is only around 300 calories per pint. Did you hear me? 300 calories per pint. Other pints are usually around 1,000 calories, guys, but Halo Top is way less and it still tastes good. And it tastes good because they use only the best all-natural ingredients. So practically, take it from me, you're eating something healthy. So go for it. Get you some Halo Top. Go to halotop.com to find a pint near you and check them out on social media at Halo Top Creamery. Here is my rest of my conversation with Lisa Joe. How have you felt that you've been, like, what's a tangible way that you've been really loved in the past year, two, three years from close friends? Man, that's a good word. Let me start by answering it this way. I think that there are two primary obstacles to friendship between women specifically. Um, There are two things that we say. One is we tell people when they ask how we're doing, we tell them, I'm so fine. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing we tell them is, oh, I'm so busy. And Mm. like fine and busy are antithetical to friendship when someone is fine well i'm not going to tell you how i'm really doing then because right you're you seem to be doing just great <laughs> my life is a disaster and if someone's too busy well then why am i going to take you know trust to tell them this hard thing i'm going through if i feel like they're going to be rushing or watching the clock so i say all that to say the last few years i have had friends who i can bring my unfine ugly cry you know cut bleeding insides to you and they always have time Mm -hmm. and it is the most powerful thing my very best friend she's incredible and she's a writer too her schedule is very very busy but she always always has time for me and we actually Mm -hmm. tell each other like some days I'll be like I'm sorry to bug you with this and then she'll say you're that's something you're not allowed to say in our friendship there is no bugging like Mm -hmm. we have we always have time for each other and it in a culture of 140 characters and facebook status updates and faster is newer is better slow friendship that makes time fills up a woman's soul it is Mm -hmm. just the most powerful gift i've been given and i will be in her debt in her debt forever and i have probably three or four friends like that. I, I think Facebook tells us the more the more friends, the better. But I really think the fewer, the deeper, the better. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. been, it's been life-changing for me. That's awesome. I have, I have one girlfriend who I have been friends with. I don't know if you have anyone like this in your life since ninth grade of oh, high school. Oh, I love that. So not only have we just been like, oh, I know her from ninth grade. We talk on the phone every single day, wow. you know, Monday through Friday, the right. weekends, you know, you're right. kind of, you're with busy your, with your people. Our kids go to school, so we yeah. get to talk. Glory, hallelujah! Glory, hallelujah! But we've been friends since ninth grade, and oh. she's like, we just been there for each other. Um, and then here's something that I say a lot: is I have like a, I call them like my people, like my 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 fight club, kind of. Oh, nice! And so we have this Voxer group. Yeah. Um, and then we can come on the Voxer group, and it's I don't have to call all four of them or five of them, however mm-hmm. many there. I can just lay it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can brag on yourself. You can yep. say what's wrong with yourself. You can do all kinds of things. <laughs> right. Um, and it's just a safe place uh, yeah. for me as well. And so I love what you said about the smaller group going deeper. And I would say that is something that has really, really become evident in my life mm-hmm. um, in the past couple of years Yeah, is just, you know, a group of like maybe six or seven people right? that so I could call with anything and yeah. it's a deep friendship. Right. Um, and so I think, I think sometimes people see people and think, Oh, they must have lots of, especially people like you and I who do our work in front of people. Mm-hmm. I think people can look and be like, Oh my gosh, she must have hundreds of friends. No, not really. I have like seven, you know, right. and, and these are my people. Right. And that's why those friends become so important. I think, mm. um, I call those Jamie, you're going to like this. I always talk about that as, um, sweatpants friends, you know, I love it. friends that like, you can just basically like, let it all hang out, have your ugly cry, your stains, you know, you hang out on the sofa for four hours straight and watch TV if you need to. 
as opposed to what I think of sometimes feels like skinny jeans friendship, you know, <laughs> where it's like trying to squeeze you into a shape you don't really fit and you feel uncomfortable and you don't know how to be yourself and you feel like there's expectations you can't live up to and you just want to take it off, you know, like right. I aspire to be a, a sweatpants and not a skinny jeans friend. Oh, I'm going to think about that forever. Isn't that I great? I live in sweatpants I know. at my house. I know. <laughs> Why would I get dressed? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm going, I don't know if this kind of freaks you out because you said, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an introvert. Okay, so get this, Lisa Joe. in a couple of weeks, there are 18 girls going on a cruise together. But but here's the thing, you know each other really well though, right? I don't know a few of them, but like my girlfriend from ninth grade, we're we're rooming together. So yes, and there are some of my people that I mentioned that are my people, they're going to be there as well. So yes. Right. Like to me, that would be okay. If it was like 18 strangers, I would want to die. But like if it's people you know well, that's, that's, I love that too. Like I do have intentional friends that we try and meet up with to spend time with. But like, for example, one of the ideas our awesome publicity team had about Never Unfriended is like, if we do a book club, Lisa Joe, it would be so awesome if you just like flew out and surprised a book club, you know? And I was like, that will never happen. <laughs> that is my worst nightmare. No, I'm sorry. I would love to do that. I'll, <laughs> can I fly out and surprise your book club? <laughs> Are you an extrovert? I'm not an extrovert, but I do love like parties and like, I just, I don't, I love things like I, that. It's funny. I think I, part of it is to do with getting older. And um, yeah, I think I'm such a sweatpants friend that it's hard for me to, I don't know, stepping into a circle of people I do not know at all. And somehow being cool in that environment is completely beyond me. Like that I'm is not hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, tell everyone what I'm, can you tell them what I'm going to do with you? Yes. Oh, can we talk about that? That's exciting. Yeah, let's talk about that before we do our three favorite things. Yeah. Or let's your favorite that. things. Well, I'm excited because we're going to do a book club for Never Unfriended, which is super, super fun. And the best part of it is that I'm inviting six of my best girlfriends to come be in it with me. And um, and so people can join us. It'll be so fun. And I, I can even tell the names of the people that are going to be in yeah, the book Yeah, go club. for it. And when does it start? Tell us everything. But actually, we're going to announce it this week, actually. So when this when we, when we people are listening to this podcast, they can go over to Encourage. So it's iencourage.me and we'll have all the book club information there. We'll be announcing it. And then it starts on April 25th. And so it'll be super cash. It'll be, we're calling it the sweatpants book club. You know? Oh, I love it. Of course. <laughs> it'll just be friends chatting their way through the book. And so I asked people who who've really, these are the people who've been people in my head, people who've loved me, sweatpants friends to do a book club with me. So it's not going to be anything formal, like half hour, like this, like a chat through the book. So let's see, April 25th, we'll kick it off with my good friend, Ann Voskamp. And I know she was on the show. I listened to her yes. with her. just adore her. She and I traveled to Guatemala together with Compassion International before Zoe was even born. Like it was like one of her first trips outside of the country. Isn't that crazy? And now she's like been everywhere. Right. Um, but yeah, she is one of my dearest, most sweatpants friends. So um, Anne and I will kick it off. And then um, Holly Girth, who's one of the co-founders of Encourage and has written so many books to encourage women's hearts and souls and who is one of my total friendship mentors. She's amazing. Um, and then Annie Downs, who we all know and love, love is going to come yes. chat with me too. And then Crystal Payne from Money Saving Mom, who I hope most people have probably followed for years as well. Crystal actually traveled to South Africa with me because we worked on a project there together that our blogs helped sponsor for um, building a community center there for orphans and vulnerable kids, a big project. So I was like, she's been on a plane with me for 18 hours. I threw up several times. So like we're bonded <laughs> for life. Y'all became friends quickly <laughs> very quickly it's like whether you want to or not yeah then um crystal evans hurst is going to be joining us as well and oh my gosh she's just infectious joy isn't she yep. like when you're around mm-hmm. her i'm so jealous you guys were together last week i know we, we filmed went- a video last oh week it gosh. was so fun when i was totally stalking you and her and winter on instagram yes. and then jamie's gonna round it up round it off for us so it'll be Yay. six weeks it should be really fun i'm super excited about it and you can go to encourage.me for all the details for the never unfriended book club and is it on facebook can you so, yeah i've never done an gonna, online book club like this right it's gonna be on facebook but you'll have to sign up to join so it'll be in a okay. private facebook group um you'll sign up you'll get the link and then it'll just be a live video hangout on facebook together and I so jamie's this. actually learning all this for the first time right now because i have yeah, i know the details <laughs> yet she was just like yeah i'll do it i'm like that's of good course. friend they're like i'm in what's what I'm is it <laughs> yes yes so well, yeah that'll be fun live. because i do love a book club and then when people get to actually see you can they 
ask you questions? Yeah, that'll be, that's like a Facebook <gasps> chat, right? So they can leave questions. And we have this, this awesome technology where you can have two people on a live Facebook hangout at the same time in different locations. Pretty cool. Do you know, I've never done a live face. I've never done live Facebook, really? live Instagram, do nothing. Instagram story all the time. So I, I do the stories. You're, yes. You're like a natural. But I've never done the live. Oh, well. Get ready, baby. Put your sweatpants on. <laughs> I'm ready. I'll have like, a, I'll have maybe a nice t-shirt on. Maybe that's what I'll join you with. <laughs> you always have really great t-shirts. I feel like. I do love t-shirts. You are good. Um, t-shirts and earrings. That's right. Those are the things <gasps> I, as- I aspire to. I love the earrings too. too. <laughs> I love the earrings. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries. Forested ridgelines on the horizon. Wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you. And if you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own... Trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own leave the kids with grandma. Yay! Trip to Texas. So go to traveltexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Um, okay, Lisa Joe, what three things are you loving? What three things am I loving? Okay, I probably should have been prepared for this conversation. <laughs> Frozen Snickers bars. Like you just get a regular Snickers bar and, and you, you put, put it in the freezer. freezer. You're welcome. It will change your wow. life. And it's better if they're the mini ones, like not the big ones. You can buy like the mini uh-huh. snack yeah. size ones, put them in the freezer. It will change your life. You're welcome. Number that's one. That's like a snack your kids are about to get off the bus. Yeah. I mean, they're, well, no, you're wrong. That's a snack for late at night when the kids are in bed and you've survived. <laughs> you survived and you're watching, you're watching something by Aaron Sorkin. Got it. Yes. So that was going to be my number two thing. Can I mention Aaron again? Yes. The master yes. classes that I'm taking um, online. And it's, it sounds fancy, but really all it is is you get to watch a video of some of your favorite people talking about things that they do that are. Which is crazy because Logan Wolfram was just on and she's doing the. Uh, masterclass by funny guy Steve Martin. Oh, she is. She his, is. Yes. His trailer is so hysterical. Oh my gosh, it's so hysterical. He's so funny. I mean, there's like Serena Williams has one, and there's like great. Um, what's the chef Ramsey has one? Like, I mean, they're God. seriously. I should be an affiliate so I could make money because I talk okay. about it so okay. much. Okay, okay you're loving thing. that. Third thing is kittens. Our cats had kittens. <gasps> yes. I am obsessed with them. One of them, I'm not even kidding you, he, they're, they're pure black, and then he has a little bit of white around his nose, and then this black stripe that looks just like a mustache. And oh, so my my, there are only two of them, and my children have named them Disco and DJ. Of course. That's hilarious. <laughs> Are these inside cats? Our cats are inside outside. So the cats okay. go in and out all the time, but they had the kittens inside. And um, and now the mom will go out during the day and come back in to nurse and then go back out again. Aww. So yeah, they're adorable. I, I have been. How did I? I've I'm seen not your even pictures. a cat person. My- I know. I know. And I'm not a cat person either, but we had cats. We recently lost one. I am sad. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I know. I know. I loved her. Um, but... Anyhow, so I've loved seeing your cats on Instagram. You know, and um, I'm not even a cat person. My poor best friend from school growing up loved cats. And like one year for her birthday, I gave her this terrible illustrated book called 101 Uses for a Dead Cat. So, oh, my so God. It was like a cartoon, like Gary Larson style. So funny. All the cat lovers are shaking their fists I at know, you. I admit it. And now I'm that person. Like, I love no, I am too. some cats so much. Yes. Oh, yes. It's, just, it's shocking to me. Oh, well, okay. What are you reading? Oh, what am I reading? Okay. Uh, this is a good question. I, um, I've recently read, so I really love fiction Mm -hmm. a lot. And so I, I've been reading, have you heard of Courtney Walsh? Are you familiar with her? W-A-L-S-H. She's a fiction author who I love. And then Catherine Ray, I love very much too. R-E-A-Y. If you have not read her book, called Dear Mr. Knightley, 
you must get it immediately and start okay. reading it today. It's okay. so great. It's written all in the form of letters. And the, the premise of the story is of a girl who grew up in foster care her whole life. And then she has this anonymous donor who sponsors her to go to journalism school on the condition that she writes letters. And oh, it's so great. And those are her letters to him. Yes, they're her letters Got it. to him. But it's, trust me, it takes a little while to get into it. But it is, I'm like... A psycho fan, how much I spread the word about this book. Yes. Dear Mr. Okay, Nightly by Catherine Ray. Hey, I always need, I love fiction, but I don't get to read it as much with my I know, work. Right. I know. Um, I but I'm always looking for it. I speak with my kids. And so I'm super excited to take a bunch of stuff on my Kindle. The beach is where I read. So you read on a Kindle, not a book book. I do both. When I'm flying, I read on my Kindle more. Um, mm -hmm. And since I'm traveling with the kids, I want to just travel light. But I'm a book girl. Like we have so Me many too. books. Every time we move, Peter's like, really, we're bringing in all these books. <laughs> and I'm like, these are my friends. And I'll reread. I, don't, I feel like I've heard you say you don't reread. I, I don't. I feel like that's heresy. I'm so sorry for <laughs> you. Your family did not raise you right. So I, I reread all the time. I can actually remember where I was when I read certain things. Oh, I have to give you one more book. Please okay. tell me you've read Jim Gaffigan's Dad is Fat. <laughs> I haven't, but oh I know gosh. exactly what you're talking about. And it's I follow so him funny. and his wife on Twitter. I know, but Dad is Fat is, I laughed so hard I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to pee my pants. Like it's. I think so Jen funny. has told me about, yeah, because she's a Jim Gaffigan fan. Yeah. I think she's told me about this before. Yeah, we have tweeted, we obsessively stalk and tweet him. He's a Oh my gosh. Yes, he's amazing. Hilarious, hilarious. Um, Okay, well, enjoy your trip next week. And I'm getting out of Dodge. Get out of Dodge. Where do y'all go to the beach? You know, we aren't like big trip takers typically. I feel like you guys are really good and I watch you family road trips. Um, I just told Peter, I want to go away with the kids. He doesn't have off for spring break. And I was like, everything is booked up. Shocking. Yes. Um, Shocking. No, I was like, what's happening? Why are the hotels $600? <laughs> exactly. I want to go to Grave Wolf Lodge. And apparently I cannot. So anyway, we're going to Virginia Beach. It's about four hours from where I am. And I all I wanted was a hotel that's like right by the beach. So I don't have it's to great. schlep a bunch of stuff. So yep. Yep. I have no idea what it will be like, how the weather will be. But I don't care. I'm not taking a computer i'm just That's exactly right with my with my offspring who are finally yep. at an age that i can enjoy them it is miraculous yep. we love family vacations these days and we did not used to love them no. in fact we didn't used to take them because That's terrible it was no, terrible us too it was just a nightmare to be around them for all that time when you're sleep deprived no i'm really excited they're super fun i keep peter and i keep looking at each other and be like this is the golden year like these yep. children are so fun to be with what has happened we, it gets better just wait i mean that we say that all the time around here we're in so this like we truly like we've always loved our children we always will love them right, right there have been times we did not like them i know and now i feel like at like least ninety-seven percent of the time, I really I like know. these people. It's transformative when they can go to the bathroom by themselves. <laughs> yes, game changer, yes. man. <laughs> Everything changes. Yes, and we have funny conversations. Right. And right, uh, I learned about music from them. Oh yes, my son the other day called me woman. I was like, "What is happening right hey, now?" Hey, woman. No, <laughs> I'm glad you think that's cool slang. Do not talk to your mother that way. You're done. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, Lisa Joe, I'm so proud of you for writing your book. Um, I'm proud of you for doing what you're doing and encouraging women so well at everything that you do. It's a passion of mine and a passion of yours. And it's a joy for me to watch you do that. And oh, so I am you. cheering you on. I feel it. I feel like yes. you have cheered me on behind the scenes and that's where it really counts. So thank you. Such Jamie. a cheerleader of you. And thank you for my sweet flowers. You all oh, sent me flowers. I know. I was like, when you launch a book about friendship, you better make sure you recognize the people <laughs> who basically made the book possible. <laughs> You're such a great friend. Um, okay, guys, I'll put all the links up for everything we talked about. Um, and Join us for your book club. Oh, dude, so it's going to be so fun. Never I was just it, telling a man. girlfriend, I need a book club in my life and you might have just solved my problem. So there's that. There you go. Woohoo. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go sign up as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, Messy yes. Okay, Lisa, Lisa Joe, have a great week. Love you. Take care, Jamie. Guys, I want to thank our last sponsor for making the happy hour possible today. And that is the book, Messy, Beautiful Friendships. Friendships is one of God's greatest gifts. You know that Lisa Joe and I just talked about that and we know it's true. Connecting with other women in our lives brings us joy and challenges to grow in new ways. Messy, Beautiful Friendship by Christine Hoover is a fresh book all about making and keeping friendships in all seasons of life. With engaging true stories and guidance drawn from scripture, Christine Hoover offers a biblical vision for the friendship that allows for the messiness of our lives and the realities of our schedules. 
Messy, Beautiful Friendship will be available April 18th and you can pre-order now from wherever you buy your books. Guys, wasn't that a great conversation with Lisa Joe? I truly love this girl and the way that she cheers each other on. I also love how she loves her cats now and she confessed to us that one time she gave a friend a book about dead cats. You see, God can change anyone's hearts to love cats. Um, I love Lisa Joe. Find her on Instagram. She's super encouraging. Go get her book. Never unfriended. Go get it. It's so good. Also, join Lisa Joe and I for the book club. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be there every week, but I'll be there the last week and you can join us. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll put the link to find that over on my webpage. Also, guys, the happy hour has an anniversary coming up. What do you get for your three-year wedding anniversary? I need to figure this out because we the show has been on in May three years. Although it seems like we've been doing this forever, three years is not that long. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We're having a party and I'm going to answer some of your questions. So ask away. Ask questions about the show, about me, about my family, about my dog, about my favorite earrings. I don't care. Send in whatever you want to know. Email your questions to jamie at jamieivy.com. Include your name and your question and you just might make it on the show. Today's show was edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. This Friday is a happy half hour, and my guest is Tasha Morrison. I loved having Tasha on the first time. Go find her show and listen to it if you haven't. And it's been a joy to see God expand her ministry, Be the Bridge, over the past two years. Next Wednesday, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy joins me, and it was super fun to get to know her and see how God has taken a very tragic event and has used it for great big things. I know, guys, I told you last week that today would be Amber Newberry. Well, I had to move a few things around, but don't worry. She'll be here in a couple weeks, all right? Okay, guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you on Friday with Tasha, and then I'll see you next Wednesday with Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Bye, guys. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.